Welcome to History of the Sports Bra. Hello, hello. Welcome to History of the Sports Bra. It has been a minute. I am one of your hosts, Sophie Segretti. And I'm your other host, Julia Hossetter. And today we are going to do a women's sports Olympic preview. We know that the Olympics have started and I'm going to try to crank this episode out so it can be as relevant as possible. But just maybe a little FYI that some of this information might be a little dated by the time you get to listen to it. It'll be maybe maybe a little bit of a recap and also preview what's to come. So yeah, maybe we'll make some predictions that turn out to be right and maybe we'll be wrong. (laughs) Definitely wrong. (laughs) Definitely wrong. But I'll make them. I'll stick to them. I think our plan for today is just to run through those women's sports. I should caveat this by saying that this is not an inclusive list, actually. There are so many sports. So many sports. Everything from like shooting, which I Yeah, like archery, shooting. Not on my not on my radar. Judo. I think there's fencing in this one. Yeah. Power walking. Did I say archery? I totally just said archery. (laughs) (laughs) Handball. Handball. Yeah. Field I think it actually might be men's field hockey. They don't have the women's. I don't. That's I could have just made that up. Let me just fact check that. Wait, no, they have both men and women. Okay, good. I guess it's that they have men's that is so interesting because, like in the U.S., uh, yeah, I, think- I don't really ever. That's true. I never even thought about that. Wow, we have like yeah. men's and women's lacrosse, but we don't have men's mm-hmm. and women. Yeah, wow. the more you know. Yeah. So, anyways, the first sport we're going to talk about is softball, which this I think is going to be one of the sports that is going to be maybe the most dated because I just got an alert on my phone that the U.S. women's team is going up against Japan for the gold medal. Maybe well, right they now. start so early too. They some of these sports right. started before the opening ceremony. Too, so, yes. yeah, I think softball started July twentieth. Yeah. But so this is actually the first time since 2008 that the Olympics is going to have softball back as an Olympic sport. And we, the U.S., have won three golds. So we won in 1996 when women's sports for the U.S. were just like kind of dominant overall. Yeah. We won in uh, 2000 and then in 2004. And then we lost to Japan in 08. And when I wrote this, I wrote, so expect a rematch. Little did I well, know. the rematch is happening. <laughs> rematch folks. is confirmed. going on. Confirmed. So the U.S. team is led by Kat Osterman, who's 38. If you guys remember anything from our softball episode many moons ago, Kat Osterman actually won Athletes Unlimited first softball season. That was a new professional softball league the U.S. was trying out. And at 38, too, like even for softball, I think most of these sports, softball, baseball, like once you start getting into your upper 30s, like you're yeah. a seasoned veteran, you know? Yes. So Yeah. Yeah, it's really impressive that she, you know, is has been doing this for however many years, 20 mm-hmm. plus years, probably. Mm-hmm. So that softball, chances are when you listen to this episode, we'll have a gold medal. I'm going to I'm going to book it. I'm going <laughs> to book it. I'm going to say U.S. defeats Japan uh, yeah. for the gold medal. So you heard it here, folks. Yeah. You heard it here first, folks. <laughs> Up next, we're going to highlight soccer. So that started uh, July 21st. The mm-hmm. U.S. Women's National Team, Megan Rapino, Carly, Julie, et al., both the U.S. sisters, yep. which is pretty cool. I heard, I saw a stat that it's like 
at the time, 7 million girls played soccer, like, in their age group or whatever, mm-hmm. and they had a .00091% ma- like, chance of making the U.S. Women's National Team. And then you have a pair of sisters that yeah. both make that. That's incredible. And so they're going to be – they're trying to win the World Cup and Olympic gold back-to-back. I mean, the caveat is that they got mm-hmm. a year break, which we've been debating. I think that kind of makes it harder, personally, yeah. to have, like, an awkward year break where you don't get to play mm-hmm. with your teammates because I feel like they're – such a chemistry-based team. Um, yep. But, I agree with that. Like, they are really chemistry-based team. Yeah. And I would just say, given that it's like, it's not like it was a year break and it was any year. It was COVID. So people's normal workouts Routines. and gyms were like thrown out the window. So I think it would be really difficult. I, I'm i going to keep my optimism, though, high mm-hmm. and, and say that hopefully they'll win the gold. I think that they, yeah. that they can. The mm-hmm. first game against Sweden, I was one of those people, I guess 270,000 people in this country woke up, at, I think it was 4.30, Eastern time and watch the game. And if that's not an indicator of how much people, especially fans of the U.S. Women's National Team, they are diehards. I mean, there's not many casual fans. Like, everybody kind of goes all in. So the first game, it was pretty awful. We lost 3-0 to Sweden. We did not look good. Japan is always a threat. The Netherlands and both Brazil have looked really good thus far as well. Um, I don't know if they'll both make out of their group, but mm-hmm. Japan, we met in the finals of the 2011 World Cup, the 2012 Olympics. I think we lost that 2012 Olympics to them and the 2015 World Cup. So it'll be interesting to see where that where that goes moving forward. Yeah, I I agree. I'm really hoping that we pull this off. I have faith. You know, people said that we couldn't win last, whatever that was, the 2019 World Cup. Yep. And we did. So I'm I'm feeling good. Also, the like 3-0 loss to Sweden at the beginning, like shake it off. Get it out of the way. Know? Yeah, Get they came the back and they came uh, by and we're recording this on Sunday, but right. um they beat New Zealand yesterday 6-1. Mm-hmm. So hopefully with the gold differential and everything like that, we'll be a-okay. I think Australia yeah. is up next in our group. So mm-hmm. and in theory, soccer would go all the way until August 5th. So August 5th will be, yeah, the, the, the finals. finals. Okay. So Yay. that's that's exciting. That's like another like ten days of yeah. They get a lot. Of, I think they get pretty decent breaks. I would yeah. say. I mean, soccer is so intensive. So much right. running could never. Wouldn't mm-hmm. it be me? No. Our next sport is tennis, and I'm sure everybody saw Naomi Osaka light the Olympic torch. But she, she looks so good. She looked great. She is going to be competing for Japan, and I'm hoping that she gets gold. But she's actually ranked second behind Australia's Ash Barty. Yeah, Ash just won um, Wimbledon, so she's coming off that mm-hmm. high. But she actually, again, by the time we're recording this, I believe she lost yesterday. Oh, wow. So that was kind of a little upset. With the Olympics mm-hmm. and tennis in what I've been keeping up with it, anything yeah. can kind of happen. I mean, obviously, the Williams sisters, when they decided to compete, Right. dominate on this stage um, mm-hmm. or they have historically dominated but really anything can happen so with women's tennis especially that's already the case and then add on yeah. top of that the olympics it's it's exciting stuff so that'll be july 24th through august 1st so mm-hmm. the gold medal i'm assuming the gold and the silver yes. bronze will be on that day mm-hmm. bronze anyway. Yeah, so we'll see how that shakes out. I had no idea that this was surfing's Olympic debut. Yes. But this was surfing's Olympic debut. It's so cool that they finally included. I mean, that is like, I would say a fairly popular sport globally. Mm-hmm. And there are, you know, those surfing countries, South Africa, Portugal, yep. that they they breed, Australia that breeds surfers. So I'm sure that that will be a really cool women, and especially for women's too. Mm-hmm. 
just because I think as in other sports, surfing has been a male dominated sport. So yeah. to finally kind of give give women a stage um, to compete at the highest level is so cool. So surfing July 24th is 27th. Hopefully they got good waves. I don't know. The quarterfinals are tomorrow aka Monday and then Tuesday would be the semis and then the finals would be on the 27th which is also Tuesday it says it's interesting how I was listening to something about how the heats work oh my god in a heat of like maybe three surfers in a heat Mm -hmm. and they're all in the water in the ocean at the same time and they have maybe 20 minutes to try to surf as much as they can and they score like their top three so they take like the mm-hmm. best score from their best three like runs or whatever. Yeah. Over a period of time. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. I wonder if like there's fighting. Like, do they call a wave? I wonder what the we'll have to like, l- dig deeper into, you know, I, what's the yeah. etiquette behind surfing? I'm gonna have to <laughs> tune in because it hasn't been on the primetime coverage that I've been watching. So I'm gonna have to that's what I'm gonna have to stream. Go to NBC Olympics the or whatever yeah. to yeah, to look it up. <laughs> the only thing that the only um experience I have with surfing is the movie Surf's Up with Shia LaBeouf. That's like a stupid children's cartoon movie, but it's really funny. I actually would recommend. Yeah. Um, I, I, you, yeah, I have very little experience with professional surfing aside from just what I see on social media. So so exciting. Good way to dip your toe into the water. Yeah. Up next, we have women's volleyball and women's beach volleyball. And this is taking place. Uh, it started yesterday, July 24th, and is going until August 8th for women's volleyball and August 5th for beach volleyball. So the U.S. is ranked first in normal volleyball, and we're hoping to win our first ever gold. We've never won gold before. Crazy. Then for beach volleyball, so we don't have Misty May or Carrie Walsh, who are the two like stars that I remember from like back Growing in the day. Up, I mean, they were always in the commercials, like the Got Milk commercials. They were in everything. Yeah. But instead, we have April Ross and Alex Kleinman. So these girls are ranked, or these women, excuse me, are I ranked. I always say girls too. I don't know what like... I don't know what the shift is. But it's definitely women because girls, I feel like, diminishes. So these women are ranked second in the world and won silver at the 2019 World Champs. So they're hoping to go for the gold. And let me just double check because I think there was beach volleyball last night, but I... I think there was too. I remember seeing something on Instagram. Don't know. Yeah, they won yesterday. Oh yeah, they yeah. beat um the Chinese team. And I think it's still they still have prelims. So I think we're still in those early like stages. Qualies. Yeah. Right. Okay. Up next, we we're we're going to be talking about swimming, which is always mm-hmm. I think a really popular swimming and gymnastics oh, yeah. are, are two super popular because I know that they have worlds. I know that those competitions are. Also mm-hmm. incredible, but the the TV coverage might not be as easily accessible. Yes, so it's really fun come the Olympics to watch um some swimming. So Katie Ledecky, mm-hmm. you know, our there's always a sweetheart to or a couple of sweethearts yeah. in swimming and gymnastics that you just kind of mm-hmm. fall in love with the personality. And Katie Ledecky, her smile is one of those yeah one of those people definitely. So it's July 24th through August 3rd. Mm-hmm. It's first time that the 1500 meter debuts in the Olympics for women. Uh, she'll be doing the 200 meter, 400 meter, 800 meter, and yeah. 1500 meters. That's a lot of swimming. She's got a lot on her plate. <laughs> Plus relays. And she's just obviously been dominant. But Australia also has a woman, Ariane Titmus, broke Katie's record in the 400 meter free recently. 
Yeah. So that would be oh, I'm, I'm we're gonna set your DVR, folks. Yeah, I think the 200 meter freestyle and the 400 meter freestyle. This Australian woman, Arnie Arnay, as we've decided to call her. <laughs> has beaten Katie and is actually the favorite in those two events. Wow. Katie's still like the queen in the 800 and the 1500. And I think the 400 is tonight at 9.30 p.m. So like seriously, set okay, your set DVRs. Your DVRs if and you the 200. This. Yeah, let's see how quick I can work oh, get this out. Poor Sophie. Um, but so th- those are going to be like fun to watch. Definitely. I always, my heart's pumping too, because in swimming, it's always those kind of nail biters. I feel yeah. like, you know, it's the mm-hmm. tap, tap, whoever happens to hit the wall first. So right, right. I'm excited for the swimming. Yeah. Also, so not only Katie, but Simone Manuel, mm-hmm. she sadly missed a qualifying for the 100 free, which she won gold in last Olympics, but she made it into the 50 meter free. And those sprints are really interesting to watch mm-hmm. too, because it's just your heart's pounding for the 10 seconds, you know, or however long it takes them to yeah, to get across in 50 meters. Mm-hmm. Team USA, not, you know, to their own horn, has also yeah. won a medal in the 4x100 free relay for nine straight games. I mean, that's what, 36 years? Yeah, and straight? actually, so Oof. last night we won another medal in the 4x100, so that makes it 10, 10. straight games. We got Hurry bronze, up. but it was still – that was one of the races, if you watch the finish, it was actually Simone Manuel was anchoring the relay, and Oof. she was, like, barely touched out by either a woman from France or Australia. But still, hey, medal is a medal, bronze Medal's is great. Medal. So – That's awesome. Yeah. So Tune in for the swimming. Swimming. <laughs> Michael Phelps is commentating on NBC. No so it's way. Fun to watch. I yeah, he's a really good commentator. Seriously, he's probably yeah, he's got really some good, good things to say. Then up next we have gymnastics, which I'm sure we're all extremely excited for. First up, July 27th, so Tuesday is the team final, like the team all around final. The so all, uh, yeah, so that's like where they each go and compete, right, on their like mm-hmm. best thing. And then the 29th, so that's Thursday, is the all-around. And so this is like the individual all-around. This is the biggie that we want to watch because Simone is going for back-to-back Olympic all-around titles because last Olympic she won gold in the individual all-around. This would make her the first gymnast to get that back-to-back title since Vera Koslovska, who did it in 1968. So So it's been a while. It's been a while. And remember, last Olympics, Simone won four golds and a bronze. So she is just, she dominant. has the possibility. She's dominant. So hopefully, I mean, my money's on her. I think you're crazy yeah. if you're ever betting against Simone Biles and Team USA in general. Yeah. In gymnastics, they've just mm-hmm. been incredibly dominant, especially in, in recent history. So Gymnastics, baby. Gymnastics, our favorite. So who else is on the women's team? We have Jordan Childs, Sunisa Lee, Grace McCallum, Jade Carey, and Michaela Skinner. And I believe for the all-around, they used to have five people compete, but I right. think this year it's only four who are on like the the you core, know, techn- or whatever, the core team. Interesting. It's always yeah. interesting how they how they tweak this year mm-hmm. after year. I'm most excited. What I'm most excited for is to see because I feel like at the end of the day, no offense to the other, you know, women competing, mm-hmm. but kind of it's like Simone Biles can only beat Simone Biles specifically yes. on vault. I, I'm not going to say anything for 
the other ones, but I'm right. I, I'll be interesting if she'll throw the Yurchenko double pike. She's the only person to do it in competition. I know there's been buzz that she's been practicing it. So fingers crossed. I'll be so yeah. what a cool thing to witness if you're yeah. able to witness that. I saw, I think she did it in the Olympic practice yeah. arena. Yep. Um, Oof. It, I mean, it's like so dangerous. People don't even try it. And it's crazy yeah. that she's just set that bar so high. Um, she's mm-hmm. truly a goat. Yeah. We're, we're, we're blessed. See. This will probably be her last Olympic. So we got to enjoy it. Yeah. Up next, we have rowing. So so that's July 23rd through the 29th. And the U.S., they're trying to get their fourth straight Olympic gold in the women's eight, which I'm assuming – not. I don't know a ton about rowing, but I'm assuming that means eight women in the – Yes, I, I believe boat, so. But <laughs> no, it's not like – I'm yeah. sorry for my ignorance against rowing. But that will be – that's nail biting too. Something mm-hmm. like that will be nail biting. Uh, I'm sure that the competition is fierce. For, so for them to get four straight Olympic gold is just impressive in its own way. So yeah, and I believe we won our heat. So we are going to be competing for yeah yes. the gold. Okay, mm-hmm. great. Yeah, things we like to hear. So up next, now we're kind of getting into some of the more, I don't want to say like off the beaten path sports, but not your, not your like marquee sports of the Olympics. Yep. So we have cycling, which began today, the 25th, and it's going to go until August 7th. So one of our cyclists, Chloe Digert, has won seven gold medals at the World Champions, and she won a silver in the team pursuit in Rio. So we're hoping she can convert Tack that to a gold. Yep, yeah. Yep. There's also something called BMX Freestyle, which is another new sport this year. I'm thinking this is going to be similar to like X Games. Yeah, bike I trip. bet it'll be probably on that same path. That'll be so cool. Yeah. So we have a 19-year-old, Hannah Roberts, who's rep in the U.S., and she's already a two-time world champ. So be on the lookout for her. Up next, we got water polo. So that's July mm-hmm. 24th through August 7th. The U.S. women's team has won every major tournament is entered in in recent years. And so knock on wood again, it's supposed to be mm-hmm. our... They're supposed to win, and it will be the third straight gold medal if they do win in Tokyo. The captain, Maggie... Stephens is nine goals shy of Tanya DiMario's career Olympic scoring record. Stephens scored 21 times in London and 17 in Rio. So in theory, if she keeps on that same trend, um, she will break that record. So gotta gotta root for the women's water polo team. Up next, we have another new sport, which is skateboarding, which goes from the 25th. It says today, the 25th until August 3rd, but I've seen... I, oh, I guess this is women's. There was men's skateboarding yesterday. So they have both street skateboarding and then park events. Brighton Zenner is a 16-year-old American who's going to be representing the U.S. And then there is a young Japanese girl. I guess I can say girl can here say because girl she's under literally 12. She's really 12. She's um, her name 12. is Kokona Haraki. And she is going to be Japan's youngest Olympian ever. I'm surprised that you can even compete at 12. Like when I first heard this, I was actually wondering if this is legal, but it is. It is totally legal. And I'm sure that she is so stoked to be representing her country. Yeah. I do think, though, that like there are age 
restrictions on other sports. Like I know that gymnastics, I think you have to be 15. Okay. So there are some restrictions, but just with stuff that can be a little bit more fluid, skateboarding. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that totally makes sense. Yeah. And then there is another 13-year-old, Sky Brown from Great Britain, and another 13-year-old, Reyes Alil from Brazil, who both of those girls are also going to be the youngest Olympians from their respective countries. Hats off to them. I'll take a shot for them tonight. That's yeah. incredible. <laughs> who knew skateboarding favored the young? The young. I didn't. Shit. And I think actually the qualification and the final is tonight on you know like is tonight eastern for street and then i believe that the park final is august 3rd that's something i'm gonna look more into the difference between park i want to do a little Mm -hmm. more research on this yeah i i couldn't tell you (laughs) the difference no no but it's new it's it's exciting and and something i look forward to you know Mm -hmm. in the coming coming years for the olympics yeah um, diving too. That's July 25th through August 5th. Chinese diver Shi Ting Mao has won every world or Olympic title since 2015. So, you know, How if we're going to make a comparison again, like the Simone Biles of diving and diving mm-hmm. too. That's something that's just to me so impressive because it's so, oh, yeah. so scary. I mean, that scares the crap out of me how far they dive, mm-hmm. what they're doing in the air with their body as they dive. Yeah. Um, so in Tokyo, she's hoping to keep her wing streak alive, and shit, I hope she does too. That'll be awesome. Yeah. yeah. To keep it up. Up next, we're going to talk about wrestling. So this began. This is one of those sports that began before the opening ceremonies on July 21st, and is going until August 7th. So the U.S. has this woman Adeline Gray, who came back to the mat after a surgery and a loss in Rio, won back-to-back world titles in 2018 and 2019. And she is now the American male or female with the most world titles in wrestling at five. Then there's another American woman, Helen Maroulis, who became the first U.S. woman to win gold in wrestling in 2016. And so she also has had kind of a difficult road to this Olympics. She had multiple concussions and then was diagnosed with PTSD. But she is moving up weight class and is looking for gold. So I don't actually think that Adeline yeah, and Helen will compete. I think they're in weight, different weight classes. But that'll be interesting to see. Again, wrestling is one of those sports that I don't know a lot about. But this is why we love the Olympics. This is why we, this is why we do this podcast, too. It gives us an opportunity to, to expand you know, what we know yeah. about women's sports. So mm-hmm. that'll be really... I, I love hearing people's backstories, like Helen's mm-hmm. backstory. Um, and I think as... Again, there's more coverage into women's sports. So basketball, like the men's basketball team, which hopefully we do not get the same end result as the men's basketball team (laughs) that they've been getting recently. It hasn't been looking too good, but we're just absolutely loaded with legendary talent. So the U.S. women have won six straight gold medals, and they have not lost an Olympic game. (laughs) I mean, this is unbelievable. (laughs) Since 1992. I mean, they've been undefeated for... Again, almost 20 years, right? This would probably be yeah, 20. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so the headliners, the legends, seasoned veterans, Subert and Diana Taurasi, they'll be back for their fifth Olympics. Talk about, yeah. I mean, 20 years. That's 20 years worth yeah, of Olympics. 20 years. In a sport like basketball. Plus, you know, you got the superstars, Brianna Stewart and Aja Wilson. Um, or is it? No. I think it's Asia. Asia. Yeah, yeah, sorry. Asia Wilson. They lost an exhibition game to Australia, like the men, but they're still the favorite. Again, those exhibition games, I feel like they're mm-hmm. just to like, get the 
the butterflies out, so I'm not too worried about our women's team. There was, I just want to highlight this because I thought it was really interesting. There was some controversy on the team selection, and they also there was also controversy with the women's national team selection for the Mm -hmm. U.S. soccer team. Ineke Gumake, who has been playing some of the best basketball of her career, especially as of late. Um, She's 31, but still, you know, again, like super Diane Taurasi, like is playing high level basketball. Mm -hmm. She was not chosen to play for the U.S. team, despite playing such great basketball. And then she wanted, she's got dual citizenship with Nigeria. So she wanted to go, you know, she's not going to be playing for the U.S. Like she probably thought she was going to be playing for. She wanted to try to, to play for Nigeria, but FIBA, which is kind of like the FIFA of international basketball, so the International Basketball Association, and the IOC, they both doubled down and said that they would not let her play f- for Nigeria because she played for U.S. basketballs and camps and stuff. But I don't know. I kind of called BS. So a yeah. little part of me, you know, I hope if we play Nigeria, it's a little, I know her younger sister um, is competing for Nigeria. I didn't realize there were three of them. There's three of them. The yeah. Bumake trio. Uh, yeah. they're, they're incredible. They're also amazing. Chinay and uh, Chinay, I yep. think, is one of the best broadcasters, I would say, mm-hmm. that I've seen. But yeah. they're all incredible. And Yeah, I think we'll talk about it a little bit at the end of this. But like the IOC, so many of these sport governing bodies are just like terrible, kind I of like them. as a rule. And so many decisions made where you just scratch your head. So interesting line to draw on the sand for somebody who has dual citizenship. Dual citizenship. Whatever. It's not. Yeah, exactly. It's not even like she she's a citizen of that country. I feel like she should be able to represent said country if she wants to. That's the whole thing. But um, Mm -hmm. regardless, there's also something called three by three basketball. So I'm assuming three V three. Yeah. It's just a half court game and there's only one and two pointers. So like the three point line quote unquote is now the two point line. And mm-hmm. they're either 10 minutes in length or up to 21 points at first to 21. On our side, we have Kelsey Plum, Stephanie Dolson, Alicia Gray, and Jackie Young. I know someone tested positive for COVID, though. Oh, and switch, they might have switched her they out. They might have switched her out. I can't remember. Sorry. Shoddy research. Can't remember who it was. Katie Lou, who was unable to compete. Unable to compete. So they probably had an alternate come. But it was fun to watch. I watched their game, the U.S.'s game, like highlights of the game versus France. It is a fun, quick pace a lot of action they're short it was fun to watch and that's cool too because it, it kind of feels uh, basketball starts you know playing pickup right. games right so yeah. so to have a pickup-esque game at for for people to be able to compete in that at the, at the highest level again yeah. at the olympics is so cool so yeah i think when we were watching my dad said something t- to the effect of that the basketball that most people play is this Oh yeah, like you I know, would, like ninety percent of people play pickup basketball three v three. So yeah, and they're not playing. You know, like nobody wants to run full court. <laughs> no, that's, again, too much running gonna be me. Yeah, our next sport is again one of my faves for the Olympics, like swimming, where there are obviously competitions throughout the years, but something about track in the Olympics it just really highlights everything that's great about it. So. Quickly before we like really jump into it. So the sadness of this Olympics is Shakari Richardson, this young woman who kind of like captured the US's heart at Olympic trials when she won the 100 meter and like pointed at the clock and was like, just kind of like her grandma. Yeah, I I was like crying watching it. She looked great. She looked great. She was kind of like being a female Usain Bolt, like really cocky, but like could back it up in a way where you're like, yes, I want to support this. Yes, exactly. 
like just fun to watch. But she was suspended after she tested positive for marijuana. And even though that only prevented her from competing in the 100 meter, she could have competed on the relay team, but the US track and field body like left her off the team. So that was upsetting for a number of reasons. Yeah. Uh, just like kind of crazy. And especially I, I believe I think we were talking about this where she was like, in Oregon somewhere or maybe it, Seattle somewhere where it like was, it was legal. She just lost her birth mom, mm-hmm. you know, and and it's not a performance enhancing drug. So why the hell are you policing it is my kind of yeah. take on that. Especially when it's legal in, in places the of the U.S. Like right you now. need to. Just sucks that they doubled down on it, that they didn't take her for other events. You know, it's just all that kind of. Yeah bureaucracy of it again from these overarching bodies are just Mm -hmm. awful and i hate them like i was so excited to watch her compete and i think eventually she'll go down i don't want to say as a martyr but you know like in that same vein because i think eventually the olympics are not going to test for it it's never going to be an issue just because weed's going to become that widespread but even if that's the case, it's so disappointing in this present moment that yeah. she wasn't allowed to compete, especially since she brought so much so much energy and excitement and enthusiasm right. around track and field. Bummer, but we'll still hey, she's gonna be back and better than ever. I'm not even she'll, worried about yeah. it. Yeah. She's young. She's young. She's young and she'll get she'll be there. I'm not worried at all. So who else do we have on our women's team? Or who do we have since Shikari is not there? We have Sydney McLaughlin, who broke the women's world record in the 400 meter hurdles at Olympic trials. So expect to see great things from her. Then we have Gabby Thomas. And I wrote a little note to myself to look up more stuff about her because she just seems like a superstar in life. She is a Massachusetts native. And although neither Julia nor I live there anymore. Still have a special place in her heart. I still have a special place in my heart. She went to Harvard and like her dream is not necessarily to become an Olympic athlete, but she wants to like enter the healthcare industry and help eliminate healthcare inequality and is like, seems just like a very brilliant and high achieving person who is also an incredible athlete (laughs) yeah (laughs) just who happens to be you know one of the fastest Mm -hmm. women in this country so yeah god more good on her for that when you i saw your note so i was like oh i want to you know do a little googling because i have seen stuff about her on Mm -hmm. you know instagram and in the feed but so she technically the second fastest woman to ever run the 200 meter and she just set that time it was like 21.26 seconds i think or something Mm -hmm. at the 2020 olympic trials so flojo Lawrence Giffords Joyner has number one and number two. So technically, yeah. like it's a third fastest time, but she's the second fastest woman. And she also has Dang. Harvard and Ivy League records for the 100 meter and the 200 meter and the indoor 60 meter. So she's been, I think, setting goals for herself and continues to break those goals. And it's a testament to probably how hard she's worked to get to get here. So it'll yeah. be exciting to see all the all that hard work hopefully pay mm-hmm. off. Another woman on the team that I wanted to shout out is a thing moo. So she is 19. Wow. Oh, it's a thing mo. Sorry. And so she's going to be competing in the 800 meter run. And so right now she is the fourth fastest fastest time in the world in the 400. Wow. Which unfortunately though, because the US women are so stacked, will make her a relay cat candidate for the US. Isn't that so- crazy? Yeah, so you'll see her running in the 800 meter final and then events to look out for. So August 3rd, we have the 200 meter final and the 800 meter final. And then August 6th, 
we have the marathon. And new mother, Alephine Tilamuk, is going to run the marathon, like a very recent mother. Oh, my God. So this is where we're going to get into names we all know and love. Established. Established, established track stars. So Allison Felix is returning for her fifth Olympics. Again, 20 years of running. That is hard on the body. She has nine medals. And she is trying to tie or break Carl Lewis's record of 10 medals in track and field. She's also a mom, which is incredible. And then Kanara Hayes, I think this is her first Olympics, but she is another mom. She is sometimes overshadowed by Felix because they run the same event. But what is really cool about Kanara is that she did her entire career at a Division II HBCU, Livingstone College. Most of these runners go to like D1 big schools with lots of money and established programs. And so it's really cool that she's coming from not only a Division II school, but an HBCU. That representation is only going to increase, I think, coming forward. And that'll be great. It'll be great for all these sports. So... Exactly. And she took time off in 2018 and 2019 to have her kid and is now having a comeback. So she... The moms in track and field. The moms in track and field are cleaning up. I'm really excited to see all of these women run. And that's July... Okay, July 30th through August 6th. Yes, July 30th through August 6th. So... Regardless of what I get this episode out, you got some time before the exciting track events. I think track typically like anchors the Olympics. Yeah, that makes And last but not least, again, this is not an uh, an all-inclusive list. There are other sports out there that we didn't have time to highlight, but golf. So Nellie Corda and Daniel Kang ranked one and six, respectively, as the highest ranked Americans. So we'll see what what they can do. Golf's one of those. It's Mm -hmm. already such an international sport, so I'm sure it's fun for for them to call themselves Olympians. Um, it was added, I believe, in the Brazil and Rio um, in 2016 as a sport. So this mm-hmm. is its second mm-hmm. iteration since it wasn't a sport for, I think, like 90 years or whatever it was. I think since the 20s. So it'll be cool to see. And, and I'm sure yeah. that they'll, they'll have um, some great rounds and, and shoot some amazing scores. And it's sad that the fans aren't at any of these events. I Yeah. At the end of the day, health and safety come first. So Right. Um, right. Again, set your DVRs for all these events. Yeah. And then I just have a few thoughts on the Olympics things that we need to at least address. And and these Mm -hmm. could all be honestly their own podcast because they're so such nuanced conversations. And I know that, you know, I'm continuing to learn. But as much as I love the Olympics, I love when this comes around every four years. Mm -hmm. I think again, it just gives an amazing stage for athletes that we don't necessarily see otherwise, just because of poor TV coverage. I mean, you kind of really have to take it upon yourself to seek it out. They have been more, especially this one, have been marred in controversy. Number one, again, should they even be happening? I mean, right. recall, we're in the right. middle of a global, I always call it a global pandemonium. <laughs> but we're in the middle of a pandemic. You know, I know, thank God that Japan's minister didn't didn't allow the IOC to kind of bully them and force them to have spectators at an event mm-hmm. when, you know, they're just trying to control coronavirus for their country. Right. So I appreciate that. It's estimated that about 100 of the 613 American Olympians are not vaccinated, which just disgusts what? me, frankly. frankly. Hmm. Everybody, go get your vaccine. It's really not yeah. that difficult. Please do. Yeah. And this is kind of a sidebar, but... 99% of the WNBA players are vaccinated, wow. which is absolutely incredible. Wow. We need to follow in their footsteps. Yeah. They're clearly doing it right. Yeah. The second, which we kind of talked upon, talked a little bit about earlier between Shikari Richardson, mm-hmm. um, the Namibia runners who were banned from competing because of naturally high testosterone levels. Yeah. 
and the banning of swim cap used for black women and natural right. hair. It just right. seems like the IOC has doubled down on on yeah. kind of their racist policies that are target and enforced specifically against black women. Right. Um, so it just it, it sucks that progress has been so slow when it comes yeah. to these sort of things. Shikari Richardson, there's kind of a little bit of a double standard, right? Because yep. she, it's THC, right? Yeah. CBD actually does have some recovery promise and they're doing more research mm. into that and are not to throw shade towards like Megan Rapinoe, yeah. but they're promoting that. They're using this yeah. as an opportunity to promote yeah. the CBD aspect of weed, but then someone else gets, you know, has a joint or whatever and is banned from it. It's just a little bit, again, bullshit. So I was reading an article about the whole Shakari Richardson thing, and they mentioned Brianna McNeil, who was a 2016 Olympic champion in the 100 meter hurdles from the US and qualified for her second US Olympic team. And she had had an abortion in January and was like in a state of distress, understandably, and didn't hear the anti doping official like knock on her door. So essentially, she like misses this drug test because she's in this distress and they suspended her for five years. The, I mean, like, um, what a dumbass yep, thing for five years. For five years for tampering with the results of management process, even though she, she, she missed, I'm reading this article again, just to make sure I'm not missing any facts, but she missed a doping test two days after she had the abortion. And she said that she was in bed recovering and didn't hear them arrive. And so also like, what are we not in like 2021? Like we're going to knock on doors. I don't even answer right. door knocks what? nine oh times out of ten Absolutely because not. Well, I'm not letting a creep into my house. The other thing is like, <sighs> it's not as though she tested positive. She just missed, missed the test. It. And so she like lost her spot on the team this fall or this summer. And she appealed the decision and a court of arbitration for sport in Switzerland just upheld her five-year ban. Oh and she's going to miss the next two summer games. It's just, it's... It's really crazy. And the article, I think there's one in New York Magazine and there's a couple in the New York Times that just kind of go go through how the whole anti-doping rule book is getting extremely complicated and it's very difficult now for for like clean athletes to follow any rule. So it needs to be revamped. I think the whole thing, I think the IOC needs to revamp. I love the addition of these new sports mm -hmm. and I think that that's I love continuing down that track. Just this institution in general, like I love supporting the athletes. I love supporting the I women. Agree. But I think it's important to also acknowledge and support either people or policies yep. that will improve upon this obviously broken system yeah. that these athletes find themselves in because that's just how you have to get to the Olympics. Yeah. Yeah. There's there's a whole host of issues with the Olympics. Also, like putting these games in places that don't have the infrastructure to uphold them. And, and then so making them spend that money. It just seems like there could be a better yeah. way to, to, to do all this. But right. it doesn't mean that we don't love seeing these no. athletes um and that i'm not like what was i watching yesterday there was the men's final of the 400 im and we were all like literally screaming at the tv we love it that's why we love the olympics those i know moments. those moments make the olympics what they are exactly so ew, it's yeah. just it's bone it's it's i get goosebumps that's what i'm trying yeah. to figure out. i get goosebumps yeah. whenever i watch these events it doesn't have to be necessarily like a u.s you know right olympian just but anybody just watching sports and competitions exactly. so yay exactly go olympics yeah. go olympics watch everything support the u.s support everyone just support these athletes yep 
And from the History of the Sports Bra team, we want to wish you a good night. A good night. If you're watching this at night, we wish you a good night, yeah, good, good day, night, good evening. Good, good day, good evening. <laughs> Whatever time of day. What, what do I say at the end? I don't even remember. And play hard. And play <laughs> hard. Thanks for listening. Check out our website, historyofthesportsbra.com, for episode extras and more content on the wonderful world of women's sports.